You are listening to the Horizons Church Podcast. Hello and welcome back. We are continuing our best of series on the podcast while I'm on sabbatical. So without further ado, enjoy. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. I'm Halloween. So, Halloween. <laughs> I was going to do that. I'm glad you did it first. Were you for real? That was a whole drive here. The whole drive here. I actually was singing that to myself and I thought, I'm going to open it. And We uh, didn't even plan this. That's crazy. Wow. I'm so sorry that I... No, I prefer that you did it. Because I did that. Usually I have all the confidence in the world until I actually have to sing it. I'm like, oh, and I just choke up. But well, I mean, technically, <laughs> it's November 4th. Okay. But technically, it's Halloween. Yeah. But it is for us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can we admit that? Can we confess to that? Yeah. We're recording on Halloween. Yeah. Um, and for me, it's the one and only month long holiday. So <laughs> month long. Yeah. <laughs> not Advent. Not Easter. Listen, okay. Halloween. <laughs> Actually, you've made me uncomfortable now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I kind of forgot Advent was like a larger I'm I'm working nonstop on Advent material and I kind of forgot that it was the month of waiting. That's funny. Okay, so you have a good point. It's one of the two. I'm going to say there are two month-long holidays. One is Advent. The other is Halloween for me by choice. (laughs) It's it's the month where, like, the world feels permissive of my spooky interests. Your spooky interests. Yeah. You know, that's an interesting point, Ethan Bolton. Oh, thank you, Josiah Pitts. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, good catch. uh, I I like our introductory style, personally. Yeah, sure. And we can always evolve it, too. Yeah, you know, know? this is all experimental. All it is, we're just running along with it. Which is funny, you mention your interest in spooky things. Yeah. Because, you know, Halloween is viewed pretty uh, pretty disparately in uh, Christendom. It's interesting. I actually, there's a tiny bit of trepidation in me openly admitting my enthusiasm on a religious podcast. But I know we're going to talk about it, so I got over it. (laughs) I got over myself. Uh, well, I mean, it is, I don't know, an interesting question to me because you get people who ask, you know, like, are we celebrating an innocent night of fun and candy and costumes? Or are we participating in a pagan holiday if we celebrate it? Are we, what are we doing? Like, or or should we seek to leverage Halloween by hosting events at our churches, doing Bible-based hmm. things? I mean, you know, there's there's a lot of discussion, almost as much discussion around Halloween as there is Kanye these days. <laughs> what? <laughs> Little Kanye reference there. Oh, we're so culturally relevant here. Yeah. Here's the thing, right? If I haven't broken the ice already, I'm just going to be real clear right here now. I love Halloween. I mean, ever since I was a kid, it has ranked in close contention with with Christmas. Like, I love pilfering the illustrious wardrobe department of the dollar store. (laughs) You know, it's great. It's it's so much better than you think it is. And, you know, walking through the halls of, like, elementary school, because it's the one day you're allowed to dress up and walk around in this stupid parade-like fashion, it was a delight for me. And even though, like, our 90s trick-or-treating experience was very well tainted by the whole razor blade in your chocolate, poisoned candy, urban legends, it was yeah. still, it's still a very fond memory for me. And yes, I did say urban legends, Why right? did you say urban legend, Because Ethan? I did research. I did real research for this podcast, because <laughs> I was excited. 
Because um, that's mostly all it was, believe it or not, was just urban legends. Ever since the 60s, we've had these rumors of sharp objects and candy, and almost every single one has been a complete and utter hoax. That's crazy. It is, isn't that weird, though? Because it was such a part of, like, I think the communal psyche of everyone being scared of this, and probably in movies as well. But any even slightly legitimate cases of this were just kids, like really terrible, ignorant pranks in families, between families that happened in the kitchen, not at the sidewalk. You know what I mean? It's not the sort of things kids trick-or-treated and took home razor blade snacks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> razor blade snacks. Yeah, so, like, for all the, like, fear and hysteria, there never was a John Wayne Gacy out there trying to kill with candy, except for the modern-day John Wayne Gacy costume. <laughs> Those might be out there. Um, but for me, it was always very fun. Like, it, it was always a very fond experience, much to the chagrin of my mother. Um, I loved it. It was a delight. Uh, yeah, I was not permitted to trick-or-treat or do any of that kind of really? uh, activity as a child. Yeah. Y'all missed um, out. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it brings up that interesting parenting discussion because yeah. now as a parent, you know, right. um, not that my I, my parents don't really care. Has Abby done trick-or-treating yet? But, well, no. I mean, she's... She's oh. not even a year old Did she old dress yet. up today? I'll bet Morgan's going to do something very cute and pumpkin-y. That is very possible. Yeah. Very possible that I will go home and she'll have turned into a pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> that's a little, that's a fairy tale joke. That's good. Halloween fairy tale joke. But anyway, now we're, you know, thinking of that discussion, like, are we going to go trick-or-treating with our daughter? Like, yeah. how are we going to do that? And I just find all of this discussion, for lack of a better term, very interesting, personally mm-hmm. at least, because beyond the superficial, I don't know if they're superficial, I mean, they're meaningful to us, obviously, because we have these discussions, yeah. but beyond that, I think all of this brings to the fore the bigger discussion and question of observing the days in general, which mm. the Bible does speak to quite a bit, actually, like how we esteem certain days and oh, that's interesting. what yeah. we're doing on them. So I thought it'd actually be kind of fun for us to drill down on Halloween specifically, though, for a bit, mm-hmm. as an instance of this, which, before we get to a more or less practical discussion of what to do with or on Halloween, uh, I thought it might be fun to dig in some of the history of Halloween to help us see some nifty facts that perhaps we are not uh, familiar with uh, in our modern day. Ooh, I would be thrilled. Yeah, I bet I bet you know some stuff. I bet you do. <laughs> I did some research. <laughs> Uh, so really winding back the clock, we're talking like pre-9th century. That was my yeah. time machine noise. That was unique. Custom, you yep. know, bespoke mm-hmm. time machine. Yes. Well, we can find something that, yeah, some would call more unsavory roots uh, in, in the Celtic lands, like Ireland and Scotland, where you have a blend of like this really wild superstitious folklore and these offshoot beliefs with some really lovely like autumnal festivities, like, you know, the feasting and bonfires. And it just makes me feel warm to even just say that. Mm. But you take a lot of this like mythical folklore and plenty of the communal fanfare around it, and you really set the stage for what ultimately would be the Western Church positioning as Hallowmas, as in literally Hallows Mass, which is more commonly known as All Saints Day. I just love the fact that there exists the word Hallowmas. Yeah. That's one of my, oh boy. Which is where we get Christmas from. Same kind of thing. Christ's Mass. Oh, was born. Yeah. that's neat. I should have known that. That's kind of obvious when I finally just out loud say Hollow's Mass, but we're keeping that in. People <laughs> people will know that I missed the obvious. <laughs> but around like All Saints Day, and you could probably correct me on this, it's a time that they recognized, I guess, what I would call the kind of celebrity Christian saints. Is that sort of fair to say? Yeah, it was a day for recognizing the, the, yeah, ma- the many the saints of term, Yeah, the saints who had passed on into yeah. glory. So they kind of position 
transition that on November 1st, where, you know, previously we had all of these autumnal festivities that, you know, were kind of offshoot and bizarre and interesting in, in Celtic tradition. Uh, the day preceding Hallows Mass, All Hallows Eve. That should be a pretty obvious pattern. We're pretty used to the eves of yeah, holidays. We even have Christmas Eve. <laughs> exactly. So that's nothing new. So, you know, surprisingly enough, I think it could be kind of fair to say it's actually been something of a Christianized holiday for a few centuries now. Right. It's yeah. just managed to hold on to some of the kind of fun community traditions, which in my personal opinion is not wildly different to nailing up a stocking by the chimney. You know, it's something mm-hmm. that is, it doesn't necessarily have spiritual weight to something that in, in many ways has been a Christianized event or possesses a deep Christian meaning, but it's something that it is still kind of fun community building and kind of just neat. Yeah, and I find it very interesting you bring up the point that Halloween is actually a Christianized holiday, like Halloween proper, not the whatever they called the, they had a, there was a, yeah, it was a, that kind of Celtic. Very Celtic. Welsh, I don't know what. And that's like, that's way predating. Yeah, but Halloween properly Mm -hmm. is a church Christianized holiday, which is kind of fun, I think. And no, it's different from Reformation Day for those of us who celebrate Reformation Day. <laughs> That's like, well, that- no, don't celebrate Halloween. I celebrate <laughs> Reformation Day, which also falls on October 31st and, of course, celebrates, you guessed it, the Protestant Reformation. <laughs> There's that old joke, you know, Halloween for, um, and, you know, I apologize to my Catholic friends out there. I love you. Um, but Halloween, the spookiest thing for a Catholic was Martin Luther nailing the 95 Theses to a door. <laughs> like, that was their Halloween. Like, ah, uh, spooky! Got him. But even if you break down the word Halloween etymologically, I think you see some fun things that even point to this further. Like, first and foremost, you note the word hollow is in there pretty prominently. Yeah. Right? And like hallow. every iteration. Yeah. Well, where does that sound familiar? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Mm-hmm. We use the verbal form of the word hallow every time we pray the Lord's Prayer, if we're praying the Old English version of it, which this is completely a side note. I, does anyone pray the modern version of the Lord's prayer. I didn't Anyone? even know there was one. I mean, just like if you like read Luke 11, you know, in the ESV, it's not going to read oh, like that, you just right? Oh, you just mean like a kind of verbally yeah. smoother translation. Yeah. We, okay. Modern language. But I, it's not, that's not what I memorize. Yeah, no. Like everyone, when we recite it, yeah. if we're going to do it, it's our Father who art in heaven, yes. right? Okay. So anyway, that was just more of a, that's another fun language thing. Anyway, we use that word, hallowed be thy name. Well, we don't use that word anywhere else in the English language today, but back in olden English, when that word was used as a noun, hallow, it meant a saint or a holy person. So from that, of course, you get Halamas, which is Halamas. I can't, I don't know, I struggle with how to say that. Like, so, because it's Christmas, Halamas. Yeah, it's how, how much emphasis do you put on the vowels and yeah. stuff like that? I, Halamas? Yeah, I like that better. That's what and I'm going to I'm going to let you, <laughs> that word that Ethan just said was, of course, the mass celebrating the saints who had gone into paradise with yeah. God. And if I'm researching correctly, if the etymological research I performed was correct, how we got to Halloween was, I believe it was the Scottish who, when they got to All Hallows Eve, you know, the how the Scottish speak, <laughs> and then, like, I guess they kind of shorten it to, from that to Halloween. Like, it, like, it's got that, like, because um, yeah. you could say, like, All Hallows, like, evening, like, in the end of the eve, the eve before eve. Right. Like, 
like I can't. I'm not Scottish, so I can't do it. <laughs> but like that, it it came to sound closer to Halloween. So yeah, that's actually a bit more information than I was aware of. I knew it was the eventual result of shortening the word. Yeah. But it is from what I see a lot of of Celtic culture, and you see uh, a lot of Ireland and Scotland showing up in the original tradition. It would make sense for it to be the Scots or the Irish who actually are responsible for that shortening that we we've come to know. Yeah. So that's just some of the history of it. But here's the thing. Right. At the end of the day, what does God's word have to say about this sort of thing? Well, I mean, of course, first of all, it doesn't speak to Halloween directly at all because, of course, <laughs> Halloween didn't exist. Even even All Saints Day was something that came right. much, much later. Yes. The church calendar in general was a creation of the church after the apostles, mm-hmm. which we could do a podcast on that another time. I like the church calendar. Right. And I think sometimes we kind of rain on that parade. Yeah, we ran on that parade a little. I'm like, eh, like, do we have to? But here's the thing, right? Here's the thing about even my appreciation for the church calendar. Paul wrote in Colossians 2, 15 through 16, God disarmed the rulers and authorities, talking about demonic rulers and authorities, and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in Christ. Therefore, let no one pass judgment on you in questions of food and drink or with regard to a festival or a new moon or a Sabbath. He said festival. Whoa. Yeah, he said festival. I always think of the food and drink. Mm -hmm. I always forget the everything else. (laughs) That's interesting. I kid you not. I know. I knew we were going to talk about that, and I'm experiencing the surprise of in in real time. Whoa! Real time surprise. The best gift of an enneagram. <laughs> so here's the thing about that verse. Okay, Jesus conquered on the cross. That's the real big point of that. Mm-hmm. Is you know we're we're not in a cage match between Satan and the demons and Jesus and the spirits. Jesus won decisively. It wasn't even close. Does Satan still roam around like a? lion seeking whom he may devour. Yes, but he's a defeated lion. He really is. So how appropriate it is, I think, to approach all our days, Halloween included, and say, this is Christ's day now. He conquered. He unseated the uh, quote-unquote principalities and powers of the air when he died on the cross and rose again. Now, here's the thing about this passage in particular, if someone wants to push back against me. I'm stepping ahead of them a little bit. Uh, In Paul's day, he was talking specifically about the Jews who were trying to exclude the Gentiles from the faith over the observance of ritual laws and festivals and days. Hmm. So, you know, they had had tons of festivals. Yeah, it's still very pointed. Yeah, but his point is Christ fulfilled the Jewish rituals and they no longer hold sway for those who believe, most notably the Gentiles. Like if you're a Jewish Christian and you want to keep observing, you know, Jewish festivals, by all means do that. Mm -hmm. The cultural artifact of uh, your culture. That's, yeah, that's redundant enough, right? But the positive point on this thing is all days belong to Christ. They're all his days. Not so different than what we would say about a Christmas tree. Yeah. Quite frankly. Exactly. So all that knowledge, if you want to push back against me and say, well, I wouldn't use that verse because Paul was talking about something different. Like, okay, maybe I'll grant you that. Or maybe Um, we have another verse. Yeah. Well, I have a couple passages, actually. Romans 14 comes to mind, where Paul says basically the same thing. As for the one who is weak in the faith, welcome him, but not to quarrel over opinions. One person believes he may eat anything. The weak person eats only vegetables. He goes on, that's Romans 14, 1 through 8. He goes on to say in verse 5, one person esteems one day as better than another, while another esteems all days alike. Each one should be fully convinced in his own mind, and the one who observes the day observes it in honor of the Lord. That's interesting. So, again, you see this principle of, he's talking a similar thing here again, but Mm -hmm. I think the principle still holds throughout that all days are Christ's, and that, like he said, if you're doing it in the honor of the Lord, I don't know anyone in my Christian circles, like, you're not observing Halloween to participate in any pagan rituals or anything, you know? Not even on accident. Not that you know of. Uh, (laughs) 
<laughs> this is when we get the angry emails. Like, it's like, actually, wait a minute. <laughs> but here's maybe the best example of this. And I think this is this is the one that actually stands the strongest. So okay. I've, I've used the weaker ones leading up to the strongest <laughs> It's one. a trap. Oh, it's a trap. In 1 Corinthians, you remember Paul writes to the Corinthians about eating food offered to idols. Yeah. Food offered to idols. <laughs> Food that is literally offered up in worship to false gods. Yeah, it's right? very specific. Yeah, and what he says is, in essence, yeah, that food that's left over from those pagan offerings is fine to eat if you want to. Like, go ahead. That's pretty That's pretty specific. Yeah, eat that food. Well, I say specific. What I really mean to say is, like, that's pretty significant. Yeah. Because we're, we're basically saying it is food used in, like, I guess what you could probably, in, a, in strong language, call profane worship. Yeah, pagan ritual, you might even say. Yeah. And... He says, yeah, we'd go out, eat have that a, meat, have it's a bite. fine. Yeah, yeah, like that meat that was left over, fine, that's fine. However, now here's the caveat to all this, right? There is a caveat, yeah. And caveat, I feel like, is even an unfair word to use. I unfair mean, this word. is this is a an enormous calling for us as Christians in our role to love one another. He goes on to say, basically, if you have a brother or sister who had pagan associations in the past, and they still view that food as a real offering, like they uh-huh. cannot divorce that concept in their heart, don't make them stumble. Don't eat that food. Just don't do it. It's not worth making them stumble into something that's going to violate their conscience because Paul goes on to say in Romans, whatever doesn't proceed from faith is sin. Like if you feel like it's a, if it is violating your conscience, right, right, okay. you are standing in sin. So here's what I think we can very fairly say is that by the same token, we can argue that this day, which was perhaps once celebrating pagan things, perhaps. The remnants of it, celebrate it if you want to. Just like that meat that was out in the market that had been used in participation in pagan offerings. Mm-hmm. The remnants of this, use it. It's fine. If your conscience doesn't violate you, if you're you know serving the Lord, love him, you're turning from sin, go ahead, use it. But if someone, this is not actually uncommon in our day-to-day, especially. Right. There are a lot of people who are, I don't know if I want to say it's a resurgence, but I mean, the occult is, there's a lot of interest in the occult, I think, depending on which circles and where you are. I guess not in West Virginia specifically. Probably not. But, I mean, it's not unheard of that right, people okay. are, like, into the occult. That's right. probably the fairer thing to say. So if you know someone who maybe they had pagan associations with this day and they can't get away from that, then, you know, just don't, maybe just don't invite them over to your Halloween celebration, <laughs> you know? Like, just don't make them stumble. Love them. Yeah. Uh, don't flaunt your liberty in front of them and say, okay. like, well, I'm going to come over here to your, I'm going to walk by your house and be like, hey, I'm celebrating Halloween. Isn't this great? <laughs> Literally going to their door and their yeah, door alone like, to trick or treat. Like, oh, <laughs> why? Um, yeah. Does that make sense? I think that is easier to get on board with, or that I think that spells it out pretty clearly. Because, I mean, it's no secret, I really love the fanfare and the vibe and, you know, all things creepy. But my my mom, for instance, loathes all things creepy. I, yeah. We could not be more opposite with this. So, you know, we don't personally sing Halloween carols together. Yeah. <laughs> It's just, so that's our compromise. That, this is Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> no, there actually is tradition in singing and carol. Isn't that wild? That is uh, wild. I'm, I'm going to bring it back, but I'm not going to make, <laughs> I'm not going to make anyone stumble. That's my. <laughs> that's, that's Ethan's resolve here. <laughs> um, and here's the final thing I'll leave this on. I do think we, we ought to be careful all around as Christians when we're talking about things like this, because when do you stop? Like, how far should we go? Like, for instance, should we stop doing things on Thursdays since that was technically Thor's oh, day? Like, that's mm. some Norse mythology. Like, yeah. what are we going to do with that? And I mean, like, a lot of this, uh, the Celtic ideas that they go way back, that predate All Saints Day, they do feel extremely Nordic to me. And I think that's, I think it's a really good uh, point of comparison. That There are yeah. things maybe under the surface that we don't even realize that have these roots, and yet they are not 
still mired in that, if you, right. want, if you want to paint it that way. Yeah, yeah, they've been lifted up from that soil, so to speak, and like, nope, we're going, we're going somewhere else. So here's the thing. In all things, be convinced in your own mind, in accordance with the scriptures, living in faith and living in the most pleasing way you can to Jesus, and uh, he'll bring you through. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's it, I think. That's it. That's it. That's it. We solved this issue for all of Christendom. Yeah. No more debates about this. The, when they write about it, when they write their articles, they'll reference this podcast. They will. This will go down in church yeah. history. Yeah. In seminaries 600 years from now, mm. they will, they'll be talking about this. Yeah. I have no doubt. Man, my hubris is, that's, that's crazy. Just, it's satire. Just like <laughs> <laughs> There's Ethan always bringing me down to earth. <laughs> but thank you as always for joining us. And if you have questions or comments... Maybe you do. You could maybe have some gripes. Maybe. You could always reach us at podcast at horizonschurch.net. Yes. And, uh, you know, let us know if uh, how you did it. Yeah. How did you celebrate Halloween? Did you do like me and watch your favorite scary films and uh, revel in the nice little socially permitted macabre season? <laughs> or did you celebrate Reformation Day? Let us know. Woo! Martin you know. Luther! <laughs> I'm dressing up like John Calvin today. I, uh, I'm going to dress up. No, I'm not. No, I, you know what? I do have a daredevil cowl from the show. Put that on. Wear it all day. Yeah. It is absolutely perfectly screen accurate. It's amazing. That's amazing. A guy overseas custom made it to fit my head. Isn't that wild? That is wild. This is the first time ever in my life I've said something like, like that. that. out loud. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess I can be like... So when daredevil comes knocking on your door tonight... <laughs> from the neck up, I'm daredevil. <laughs> from the neck down, I'm... Just me. I did legitimately dress up as John Calvin a I couple of Halloweens ago. I do so, remember that. You know, maybe we could do that again. Anyway, if this discussion was helpful to you, leave us an honest five-star review. It's yeah. only kind of honest, only kind of five. It is. We do say that. Yeah, we it, do say that. Mm. That's what we say. So, hey, thanks as always for listening, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Happy Halloween. A few days late. Mm.